This week in league, Newcastle discover the hardest place to get credit is Penrith. Paul Gallen in line to become the next Broncos fullback after proving himself to be the king of no-pressure field goals. On the day, Leichhardt Oval finally says goodbye to their white ant problem they find as best as a brookie. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for week one of the 2019 final series. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 335 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. What's happening, man? Oh, you know. I mean, we've, for the last we've, time we've, this we've, year, we've, chinners are winners. We've had some, we've had some, <laughs> some story time uh, oh, but prior to hitting record, but uh, you will, you will recall that last time I believe you were leaving <laughs> this <laughs> the very the previous episode on route to a uh, rendezvous. Yes. I so. think we don't need the whole blow by blow. I mean, like you didn't dress up, you didn't call me uh call me Peter Venkman because I've been <laughs> ghosted. <laughs> um, it is apparent that You've lost your aura. Stepdad does not put his best performance in at <laughs> one in the morning after well, uh, I'm glad you put it in at the sh- on the show message. rather than <laughs> <laughs> Rather than the show, or rather than the hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Shows before hoes. <laughs> yes, oh, I, and just I like that, I think I'm, I'm. Hang on a minute, I'm just writing that down. You, you, you can feel if you want, but I need to make sure because I think that at this stage, at this early stage, it is the uh, the winner, the provisional title of this episode. And shows before hoes. In an homage to me, we've gone off early with the title. Yes. <laughs> Pimpin' ain't easy. Oh, I don't know. It's not exactly difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, there's an app for it now. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the old days. We did fucking (laughs) trawling fucking uh, MySpace. (laughs) Can you imagine how uncomfortable it would be in one of those big fucking coats in Queensland? It'd be fucking terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you could only, yeah, pimpin', pimpin ain't easy, uh, specifically between the months of September and April. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not that great, really, <laughs> even the other months. <laughs> pimpin' requires hydration. Like, yeah. that's... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, no, I, I did have another uh, rendezvous last night. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and it was great to... Uh, <laughs> I, I just have no idea of how to read other human beings at the moment. Like that's, just, that's, you're autistic. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I just misread all their profiles and said they want an authentic guy. I'm like, that's me. No, no. Um, you know, and and it's nice to sit down across the table from someone who uh, who shares an equal you know level of impact on the world. So I was talking about, you know, footy and this and the meetup that's, Coming up, um, and this woman had spent like the last five years in digging conflict. wells for pygmies. Well, she'd, she'd, I said, oh, you know, she spoke about what she was doing with like disaster and conflict management. Yep. yep. And I'm like, oh, where were you? And she's like, you know where Ebola was? <laughs> there. <laughs> so she was like, she was she was in the Congo then. Pretty she, much. she was in the Congo. Yeah. She was dealing with like Ebola and fucking. You know, um, 
clandestine oh. machete gangs coming yeah, and yeah. murdering people. Did she find Kanye while she was there? Is. <laughs> yeah, but I, I got this glazed look went over her face, but I was like- I bet she had a fuckload of diamond jewellery. <laughs> <laughs> diamonds on my wrist, diamonds in my grill. <laughs> but, um, this gla- glazed look went over her face when, when she'd mentioned that she'd dealt with Ebola, and I said- you never had to review Parramatta playing Newcastle on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah, we're the same, you and I. <laughs> game respect game. <laughs> I, know, I know where you've been. I know the struggle. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so that one. What was that? Was that a? That was a fail then. Didn't even get in the front door. That one. Not expecting a callback. Well, yeah. Just the world. Just, just the worlds are just too far apart. It's it. Different worlds. <laughs> what a selfish bitch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, oh. I've been slapped slapped in the face by the uh, the big perspective dick of reality. <laughs> Look, you know, everyone doesn't have to have the same experiences, and your experiences are not less valid than hers. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I mean, yeah, you put yourself you put yourself in danger. <laughs> I live yeah. my truth. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, that you do, <laughs> that you do, and uh, by extension, we have to live your truth as well a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, oh, was that the nurse? Well, no, that was a different one because no. that one, that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to mention that one, but let me just tell you, it's um. When you want that, what did you say about the perspective, like slapping, you know, getting slapped with, you know, with perspective? I mean, it's like when you when you get slapped with a, you know, a, a photograph of, of your balls that you fucking just gashed open. <laughs> you know? Look, it's cool. Just tell me you cut them. Just- <laughs> I promise I'll believe you. You know, I like to be, pro- I don't. I don't need you to have that pressure of waiting to ask, are you yeah. okay? I'd just like to preemptively tell you that I'm not. Yeah. I've, I've, I've pretty much seen your balls more times this year than my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking news stories this week. Welcome uh, new listeners. Yeah, welcome to new listeners. Uh, as they say, you know, it, it, became a, it became a hardcore sex podcast. <laughs> so great. So, so gradually. <laughs> you didn't realize it was happening. Uh, <laughs> same trajectory as the decline of my yeah, marriage. I'll have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like inverse graph <laughs> sex stories. <laughs> um, right. So the the biggest story this week. I've got a couple of new stories down here, and then as I look at them, I'm thinking, yeah, really, that's not really a thing at all. Why did I even fucking put that down there? I don't give a fuck about that bullshit. Um, but uh, the, the big story, the big story, our story of the week was, um, the, and it's all fuck. it's happened and it's resolved itself and everything already. So we're just really reporting on the entire saga, but um, manly digging, uh, you know, boring holes or whatever for uh, in preparation to build this center of excellence that they're doing over on the, over behind there. Um they did like soil tests and things like that, and they found you know, traces of asbestos in there. I mean, as with everything, it was probably you know built in like 1960. Uh, you've got asbestos there, and there was a, a big thing with the league going, Oh, well, you know, look, you know, we might play the game at Bankwest and we might move it, move it away from there. And um, 
they later confirmed that um, it's still going to be Brookvale. Uh, the, they got a report from the uh, Northern Beaches Council, which saved the, the match being moved, which I think is fucking hilarious. The salient points here, the first thing is like, asbestos is in everything of a certain age. I mean, fucking, even even, <coughs> even I'm full of asbestos, I mean, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, but, you know, our drinking water pipes, like yeah. fucking everything has got it in there. I mean, the problem is when it obviously, what do they call it, when it becomes like airborne and, you know, when it's broken and, you know, airborne and ingested. Mm. Um, but the other thing is, I think it's hilarious that the reason why it's being played at Brookvale is because they got a, a report from the Northern Beaches Council, Northern Beach, the same Northern Beaches Council who own the ground, and the same Northern Beaches Council who, if the game is played at Brookvale on Saturday night, <laughs> receive fifty thousand dollars in ground fees. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the whole thing is crooked. It's just it's, it's as crooked as fuck. I mean, and uh, well, look, he, fuck man, how, this is what shits me about how things are reported, especially yeah. around football. How do we know that there's not because the buildings of a certain age? And yeah, because this wasn't even a building. This was like this was boring into the into the ground. Sorry, well, you know, because yeah. the venue is of a yeah. certain age. Yep, and because it's used with the regularity that it is. Yep. there's probably some fucking regulation in there that says they've got to be tested every fortnight anyway. Yeah, and they test it every fortnight, and then every so often they bring up something. Yep, and they go, "Yep, we found asbestos," and then they run a fucking actual report and it says, "Well, it was." Six meters down, if it's a soil sample, or if yep. it was here, or da 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 da. Yep. And then now, now it's a new story. It'd be like yeah. going, you know. Um, well, it was why the Parramatta, well, the Parramatta rebuild death. Yeah, uh, when, when, on our with, roads. with Parramatta, you know, the, the whole the Banquets delays and everything like that yeah. come because full of fucking asbestos. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but does, I guarantee there, there would have been nothing in the stories oh, that would have said, "Oh, if it this was is like just in, a standard procedural test." And, you know, if they found it in December. It would have been, oh, you know, it may not have even been, you know, come up as a story, but or, but or, or it would have been, you know, they've got three months to sort it out, and that's plenty of time. But for again, this, I'm, you know, minor- I'm suge- how do we know that they haven't found, you know, small traces of asbestos three other times this year? Yeah, but because it's so fucking frequent in buildings of of that age, or yeah, I I feel I feel like they probably didn't because this happened like when they when they actually started doing the the, yeah, you know, okay. the boring for construction, uh, and then and enough. they reported it themselves as oh, well, well to, you know, to the NRL. So fucking non-event. Yep. Yeah, yeah. um, oh, I think that story. Fuck, I'm gonna skip that. I got to give a shout out to fucking Teddy for winning the um, the Brad Fittler Medal for the New South Wales Player of the Series for the second year running, which is, uh, he's not the first multiple award winner. I mean, Jared Haynes uh, won it three times. However, he's the first person to win it back-to-back. So, um, fucking killed it again this this year in the series. Another instrumental player in the in, in the, the Blues dynasty that is uh, basically emerging at the moment. And uh, it's amazing how good he got after he got out of fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, Tigers fans. Uh, you are, you will be feeling very sensitive at the moment for reasons that we will get into. <laughs> but it's true. Mm. Yeah. Any other news stories you want to talk about? I mean, we had judiciary shit. I mean, just before we yeah. started, just before we hit record, uh, letters got off. Yeah. And uh, Tapao accepted an early early guilty plea because it was going to cost him one game. Yep. Rather than two, because they yep. couldn't get it downgraded. If they got it downgraded uh, from a three to a one, I think it was a matter of he could, uh, you know, just cop some points and not worry about it. Yeah. But they didn't. They they thought they could maybe get it from three to two, but not three to one. So yep. oh, fuck it. Um, my opinion 
in times like this is when you've got elimination finals ahead of you, just fucking roll the dice because when it comes to state of origin and finals, <laughs> you never know your luck. Oh. <laughs> There's definitely, obviously, it's not a mandated thing and it's not something that's, you know, probably even that, you know, that conscious, but there is definitely a tendency to leniency more often in final situations than there is in regular situations. That's not to say that people haven't yeah. been suspended before. I, but- I would suggest to you that it's probably a better strategy if you've got a one week rather than a potential three to say that, you know, look, we can potentially roll whoever's in the bottom eight with us. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that is true, especially when you've got a team week. that holds your pocket regularly. Yeah. But, um, <coughs> what happened to Hudson Young? Has that come back yet? I mean, this is literally at the time we're recording it. I don't know if he's just come out yet. I know that uh, Maria Hargraves is cool to go. I don't know about Kane Evans and Hudson. I mean, <laughs> that Hudson Young, that motherfucker, he's a dirty little bitch. I mean... <laughs> I mean, he well, he's already eaten five weeks this it, season. Um, there we does are. he get so 10? How much blog. is he going to get? 12? Live blog, live blog. So, Letters has beaten it. Yep, we knew that one. So, it was Kane Evans and- So, he's uh, there now. He, Kane he's Evans now? We'll keep you updated. Yes. Okay, where Hudson Young, has he been done yet? No, Hudson Young's in there now. Oh, okay. So then Kane Evans is after that, is it? Uh, Kane Evans should be fucking gone, but, you know, we'll, we shall see. It's pretty fucking sickening. But Hudson Young, I mean, I, I know that some what we're talking about, I know someone put in the uh in, in the mailbag for this week in the thread on Facebook. So someone the, asked the Young, question. Young's counselor said it's a real stretch to make out that Young's fingers are in contact. Oh, get with the Pompey's fuck eyes. out of here. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh someone asked us in the uh, uh, yeah, David in, in the Facebook thread said, What do you feel is fair punishment for Hudson Young taking into account his prize as well? And uh, honestly, fucking 10 weeks. If you're going to get him five, <coughs> give him 10 this time. Because otherwise, I mean, he's still, no pun intended, young enough yeah. to go on and have a fruitful career of not being a cunt. Yep. I mean, I'm not prepared to stick it. I'm not prepared to write him off as I would, you know, that other motherfucker, Josh Maguire. Yeah. I mean, this this guy's he's young enough that I, he can avert the fucking I trajectory. Think based, I think based on it, then- then the NRL needs to revamp the way the judiciary works because to have such such a vast difference, right? Yeah. Imagine if the thing was that, you know, I, sh- I killed you. Yeah. And they can't prove it was murder. So I'm slapped with an unruly behavior charge. <laughs> like that, that's honestly the difference between yeah. an eye gouge. Yep. And what they called a facial, which I believe yep. just comes under contrary conduct. Yep. Yep. There needs to be something where they can go, radio with on the video evidence, we can't get we can't see the Yeah, we can't see the knuckles disappearing. That's it. Yep. However, in our opinion, it is obvious that you've and you know, to play Dickhead's advocate, that motion, he could go, Oh, he was in the act of scoring a try, I was trying to get under the ball and reef the ball out. Mm. Yeah, you can see that's clearly not even I, close to the case. I know you yeah. can. Like that, you, you can. couldn't you couldn't argue that. That's bullshit. And, yeah. and so then they could come back with, that's fine, but in making that motion, you've raked at the face. Yep, yep, yep. And so now you, it's not a gouge, it's a fucking yeah. whatever. Or, you know, the other thing um, is, in rather than building a bridge between the two things, how about if you're fucking around on the face like that? Mm. Because incidental contact with the face- <laughs> 
is not the same as like doing a facial or something like that. Like that's the, like if you, you know if you're doing something else and you brush the face on the way through or something yep. like that you can de- you can clearly tell what's yes. going on there. But if you've got the guy like around the neck and you're just going fucking you know just going yeah. for gold, that's it between his forehead and nose. Let's yeah. say, and yet again, just treat it like an eye. Just say, look, just just treat it like an eye gouge and watch how quickly can stop doing problems? that. How many fucking problems are solved if the bunker is just reviewing the tape five seconds behind everything else? Yep. And they're just reviewing and they can slow down. There's enough fucking breaks in play that they're not going to get too far behind. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when that happens, they'd video down and go, Pum, we've got whatever they want to call it, contact with the face and this, this, this. Yep. And it's it's an instant fucking 10 or- Yeah. You don't want to set them off, well, I mean, they could, they could have- In this case, they could have done it because it was in the in the motion of scoring a try and everything and it was, it was like a stoppage time yeah. anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I remember the commentators going- you know, But the I'll culture of the bunker it. is not to rule on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um yeah, it's fucked. Um yeah. Oh, look, my opinion on the Burgess thing is that the cunt's dumb and he deserves the week. You know, there's only there's only one one thing dumber than Sam Burgess in this situation, and it's the fucking retards that can't I'm sorry, frittatas. Can't believe can't Sam Burgess under- is getting a week for pulling someone's hair. He's pulling hair, he's getting suspended for pulling hair. No motherfuckers. I mean this is not what the whole. This is what the whole system of fucking priors and carryover points is designed to do. Yeah. Is that if you fucking got form on the board in doing contrary shit? Yep. Then maybe it is just a small thing like pulling hair that tips you over the edge. Guess what? The thing by itself wouldn't have been a, been a fine. It wouldn't have been a blip yeah. on fucking anything here's, in isolation. Here's the thing, though, right? And to to give you another fucking analogy from the real world. <clears throat> yeah. Would you agree that drink driving is probably a Worst cunt thing to do than going 13Ks over the speed limit. You know? If you, if Possibly, you had, yeah. If you had to rank them. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh. I would say so. I, I, feel, I feel like the, the stopping distance 13Ks over is probably less, and the reaction distance is probably less than- Let's say, than, you're, let's say you're on a highway and you're doing yeah. 113 instead of 100. Yeah, of course. You know? 100, yeah, 100%. Exactly. Yep. You can drive drunk. Yep. Not lose your license. Yep. But then in that six months- be caught doing 13Ks over in a 100 zone, yep. and that's what causes you to lose your license. Yep. So it's not about the severity of what you've done. It's about all of these other things taken into account. Yeah, or, 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 you know, if you want to say something, even if you want to do something, you know, put something in there that's less less severe than, than speeding, and let's say, like, not wearing your fucking seatbelt or something, where yeah, the only person you're hurting is yourself. Yep, correct. <clears throat> yep. And the fact that Sam Burgess, it, again, if, it was, if he'd have tackled him, <clears throat> yep. and in wrapping up, his hand had gotten to the head, mm-hmm. and it's instinct. You yep. wrap, grab, yep. move, but his hand goes off the head yeah. and then goes back to the head. To be a cunt. And it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just fucking grubby. Yeah. And, and, and like, there's so much form on the board. Yeah. Which is why he's missing some time. Yep. Simple as that. Like, he, yeah, if you had, they put in <clears throat> a fucking system. Just for cunts like Sam Burgess, and yep. he's had two fines this year already. Yeah, and you might not get you, you might not get get you know time every time. Yep, but you do shit enough, yep. and it'll build up to accumulate to some time. Exactly. Yep. So, no, I agree. Uh, I don't have anything else to say in the news front of things. I mean, a lot of it's kind of storylines around games and whatnot. So, yeah. I say we'll just keep on moving.
recaps. Okay, so the final round of action. We didn't get the blanket finish we wanted, but we did have some uh, interesting games with uh, ramifications, I guess, on the uh, the composition of the final series. Uh, the first game we had was on a Thursday night, and it was uh, the Roosters sixteen. De- sorry, the Rabbitohs sixteen defeating the Roosters ten uh, in front of a crowd of just over twenty thousand at ANZ. The Rabbits tries to Campbell Graham and Cody Walker. Uh, Reynolds, two conversions, two penalty goals. Roosters, 10 tries to Cronk and Smith. And uh, Mitchell, one of two conversions. The uh, good old Bunnies. I feel like the Bunnies and, you know, some players within their organisation play their, almost their grand final in this game. So, <coughs> I I don't feel like I I don't feel like the bunnies really had much more to give than what we said, what we saw in this game. I don't either, but I don't think it what they did was um, you know unrepeatable. I think oh, I think injury could, tolls yeah. hurts them more. Than, yeah, the injury toll than hurt. anything else. Um, and and at the same time, I don't think that the roosters. Apart from some guys that we, you know, the that relish the contact and like, you know, like Warrior Hargraves and so on. Yeah, I don't think for the most part, I don't think they put their particularly put their best foot forward in the second half. They the, didn't. Uncharacteristically, and- like there was those two, you know, two or three times and like straight up the middle, yeah. which has not happened at, at any point this year. Yeah. You know, and the other thing, you know, they they get Takiaho back yep. this week, yep. who's a fucking big out. Yep, for them. Um, Latrell had one of his. Well, he like, what do you he call it a, like a spacey. Yeah, well, he outright bombed like two tries where all all it was to be done was to put the ball down. And and the other one, and there was he another one reached yeah. out and he was yeah. further away than fucking yeah. anyone could have could have yeah. gotten and yeah. turned it over. Yeah. yeah. So, so and and like he he generally he needs to have a game like that before he and he gets it out of his system for a bit. So and the other thing in this one was obviously the. You know, there's been times I've been without him this year, but the loss of Kiri yep. is so impactful for the Roosters. Not not only just not having a player of that quality on the field, but it changes their entire attacking structure. And when the Roosters go left, yep, it's a more traditional style of play. They play with a lot of width, with a fair bit of depth, and they're just relying on speed and accuracy of passing yep. to create numbers. When Kiri's there and they're playing down that short side, they, they they run a short side when they go left. Better than almost any team that I've ever seen. They don't run themselves out of room. Yep. Everyone plays direct. Yeah. And it's absolutely devastating. And so not having that down that side made them a little bit clunky. Yep. Um, you know, but to- And South's defense on the other side. Yeah. Like shut them down completely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cam Murray, <laughs> fuck, that Dally was like, center. That, that, and and that was and literally a match winning, yeah. Because I mean, when that like at the start of the game when you know Cronk went through, like, it, like they got fucked up down that side, yep. And then Cam Murray goes out there and he just fucking put that sh- put a stop to that shit. Yeah. And not only that, he's like forcing turnovers and yeah. shit every time, you know, yeah. crazy. And he 
he seems to be one of those players that just gets in there, mm-hmm. and it, it's not like it's extra effort for him. It's just like he's well, hang on, isn't this how you play footy? Yeah, like, yeah. Like he just <laughs> like doesn't everyone just tackle with impeccable technique? But all but, the time? but also like just like making smart fucking decisions yeah. as well. Like just in yeah. in in, uh, in when to when to drop back, and you know when you're seeing a guy that he's gonna he's gonna turn the ball in, you know, to inside and bring the bring the bring the winger back around, yeah. and and like not yeah, making the that, tackle there. And what then, was that play where? I saw him stop, and I'm going, oh, yeah, he saw no, it he, he saw it coming, and then he got the turnover it's, as well because he smashed him. Yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. It's great. Mm. Um, you got anything else to add? I think I don't think the Roosters' uh, credentials are hurt by this one, and I think South can they rep- replicate this again? I don't. I'm not sure they can. I, the the basis with South, whereas I said this last week, the the thing that everyone was saying with South was, oh, it's their forwards and they. No Burgess and no this and no that. Yep. I'm not sure that's the case. I think it's just the speed of the ruck. It's and and it was last week in that game where they showed it. It's Cam Murray with quick play of the balls, and then it's Damien and then Cook, Cook and off the back Cook. of that, and yeah, and then it's Walker backing up. Yep. Or the attacking weapons they've got generally out to the left. Um, Campbell Graham's in good form. Yep. So you know, I, I'm not riding the bunnies off yet. Yep. I feel like finals football is like a different kind of thing, and it's definitely harder for referees to blow the pee out of the whistle as well. So if Roosters yeah. test the test the limits of what they can do in terms of slowing things down, I think yep. they'll be able to probably get away with that yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, Reynolds looks composed. He doesn't yeah. look like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, yep. like he has at some seasons. So. Yep. No, they're shot. Bethany's uh, Cam Murray confirmed to be a better centre than Lottrell Mitchell. Yes, he is. Well, in that game, anyway. Um, Sharky Dave, that game was so brutal, the Hague is investigating. There was some good contact in there from the big boys. Mm. Uh, Sam on Facebook said, uh, no Orbo gun. The Chooks had no chance without him. He is the team. And uh, JDHD, Ted Ivano smacked Dewey around like he was dating him. <laughs> it's gone under the radar a little bit, old Ted Ivano. Yes. I mean, because he was, he was actually signed to Manly. And then the NRL, I think, were like, "Fucking, we're not registering the cunt." Yeah, <laughs> and wow. so then, so then we, so then we're like, "Okay, you know, okay, got to flick you then." And then the Roosters going to scoop him up the next year. Um, the magician said, "What a contest! Very happy to get that win. Now I hope we have some players left for the next game." Some. And uh, Benson said, uh, that play when Cook made it out of the in goal in the last 10 minutes was incredible. Fucking, that was, was pretty it fucking fuck? special. I mean, he had zero right to get, I mean, he was yeah. so covered and so dominated, like, physically, and then he just sort of, just a little bit of a shrug. Just uh, piggybacking cunts out. Yeah. And that, that's not his game. Yep, yep. It's, yeah, fucking good work. So glad he plays for New South Wales. Yes. Uh, Friday, pub slot. The Paramount Eels 32 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 16 at Wankbest Stadium. Just over 25,000 in attendance. I'm not sure what the capacity is for that place, but I imagine that would be fairly close to the business, and especially on a rainy night. Um, the Eels tries to Jennings, Gutherson, and Sivo with the hat trick. Uh, Moses, three conversions and three penalty goals. Manly 16, double to Fainu. Garrick, two conversions, two penalty goals. Manly's destiny is like I guess in their hands. It, yeah, and I some uh, some sloppy shit. Well, I, f- I feel that I, I feel that this game wasn't a massive priority for Des because they 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 couldn't be knocked out of the position of having a home final, and given that the Broncos, Sharks, Tigers, all played 
after them, they didn't really have any control on selecting who they'd play yeah, in the thing. Yeah. I mean, because the prevailing wisdom at the pub slot on Friday night would have been, well, if you if you win the game, you'll be playing the winner of Cronulla versus Tigers. If you lose the game, you'll be playing the Broncos. Then the Broncos turn around, as we'll get to, and they got fucking fucked up by the doggies and yeah, lost the game yeah. that you would never have thought they'd exactly. lose going to the finals. Exactly. So it was just a fucking lottery. So if that was the reason why he was just trying some new shit in terms of positions then I'm totally cool with it. But if he... I mean, this this week is the is the test. I mean, you can't have... When Garrick has worked so well with Suley, has worked so well with DCE and Siren on that side of the field in defence, you lose Siren. You can't fuck... You can't then just go and put Elliot in there because he doesn't push up the same way that Garrick does. Yeah. He doesn't... He doesn't... He doesn't have this understanding born of 25 rounds of football that with Suley to what Suley's going to do when the when the numbers are out... You know, when you're outnumbered and, and they're coming at you. Yeah. Like... And so, invariably, he made the wrong decisions and he just the fact he just couldn't deal with the fucking contact on, on Sivo either, you know? And it wasn't just Sivo. It, it was like... There was... There was that Jennings the, try was because of Sivo as well. That's the thing that got me, though. Yeah. But why... Why that structure is the way it was against Sivo. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be the focal point. Or even so much you know, fl- even even flick it back the way it was after the f- and the fact he didn't change it, you know, straight away. Where Elliot's proven himself to be fine at fullback, Gary's proven himself to be great on the wing. The fact he didn't change it back made me just think, look, let's just fucking see how Garrett goes at fullback in terms yep. of like the fullback's job yep. and see if he's the can be the guy going forward or if we go with Elliot. You know, he's obviously not one hundred percent sold on Elliot, and um. And like Garrick with more space on things like returns and everything is probably probably not a bad thing. But then when at the same time, there were so many times when Manly had a massive fucking overlap and they and they or they would throw like a twenty meter pass out to Elliot who was sitting out in the wing and he had no players in front of him and he you know, no one within ten meters. Garrick is the guy that fucking blasts straight past them, no problem at all with speed. Elliot doesn't have that kind of same speed and he couldn't do shit about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean and the the, the fact that th- that shit was the losing of the game, and that's if you completely remove all of the other dumb fucking discipline shit, dropping the ball all the fucking time, like zero fucking respect for possession of the ball. That shit is so fixable. I mean, that shit's like, honestly, I feel like if they play on a fucking sunny day <laughs> or a sunny night, yeah, so much shit goes out of the game, and then and not to, and to get themselves to, despite playing that fucked, but to get themselves into position to actually tie that game up at 22, 22 points all, and to be fucking robbed by a fucking decision which resulted in a try immediately down the <sighs> other end, like just it's just it's just fucking crazy. But I mean that was the thing. If Desi was just like, look, we can't, you know, we don't control our destiny. We're already in as good a position essentially as we're going to be either way. Like especially after South one, when South one on Thursday night, that ruled out the possibility of top four. I, I, I just think that Desi's focus for this week needs to be focus for them yeah. because that's yeah. been Manly's key throughout most of the season is no matter what was going on in games, they remained intently focused on where they were and what they needed to do. Yep. And it's just seemed in the last couple of weeks they've started to get a little bit airy-fairy in sections of well, games. Well, the, the, I mean, there's just the, the general uh, like discipline in terms of ball security and penalties in defence. Yeah. Is, I mean, they've done, they've done that shit a lot of times this year and – they had to have that, you know, that ability to be just like tenacious and just, and just fucking hanging there and hanging there and hanging there, which they did in this game as well. And um, thing is, though, in finals, 
teams are lifting to the next level. I mean, you can't you can't rely on just being the most tenacious fucking dog in the fight and wait for the other team to give you the opportunities and you know and then take advantage. You've got to not give them any opportunities in the first place. So you're not you're not hanging on by your fingernails for you know large portions of the game. Yeah. But um, and that was the and that that was really the main fucking part. I mean, when you think about it, there's three tries of Sivo. That try to Jennings was the same thing, and even Gutherson. That was the same. That it was all of it came in that same fucking place. And it, you know, it starts with it's it starts with rupturing fucking existing combinations that are out there in defence. And like, there's no choice with the you know, Syrian being injured that automatically takes out the edge guy on that side as well. So I mean, and then then you've got the 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 winger and fullback fucking switched around bullshit as well. That shit. I mean, and then you then you compound it with the fucking handling and the discipline and everything like that. And then you know, Parramatta just you know, generally speaking, for much of the game, just they they didn't. I mean, like they didn't concede penalties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and they and they didn't fucking and and you know, I still I still don't rate Parramatta that highly. I don't think they'll go too much. I mean, they've got. I feel like they've got a pretty fucking plum match up this week. Yeah. Although they did lose them two weeks ago, but um, I feel like, like at, at a, as a home game, I think they've got a pretty plum matchup. Uh, they've definitely got the best of the fir- of the first round matchups. But whether you know what they do against the loser of the top four next week, I don't. I, I'm still I'm still not convinced because yeah. when you strip away some of you, when you strip away I, some fucking <laughs> defensive mismatches with with Sivo and that, they, they don't have a lot of fucking points in that game. I I, th- I think. That this week is the true test of Des. Oh yeah, and and how he gets this side up. Well, this the thing. This is so fucking reminiscent of 2010 for me, because 2010 they got into the finals. I think I think it might have been eighth. They might have just got into the finals. It was definitely like it was elimination week one, same as this week. And um, but they had. It was at least ten guys out. Like it was a f- <laughs> and through suspension and injury. And I remember like the side that they trotted out there was like fucking <laughs> like nobody like nobody's. I mean it was it was it was a more di- and they were playing. I think it was I think it was eighth because they would have played dragons in the first round. You know, dragon. And it was the year dragons won. Yeah, 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 you know. And I just remember and like the same that game they just hung in there and hung in there hung in there in the entire game. But like they just didn't have fucking anything. Like they had they had no players. They had yeah. nothing. And um, this is not quite that bad, but it's still like it's a pretty it's a it's a pretty tough situation. But when you look at the team on the paper, you go, "Well, fuck! They won plenty of games this year with pretty much <laughs> pretty much that sort of team." So <laughs> we shall see. I mean, and who knows what Desi's going to do with positioning this week too? Because I think there's a lot of fucking smoke and mirrors going on in his uh, in that twenty one he's named as well. Anyway, um, Timmy McIntyre, rest in peace, Ruben Garrick. Uh, Ryan, absolutely devastated with our performance over the last two weeks. Silly penalties and handling errors are just par for the course for Manly. Need to go back to the fundamentals if we're going to fulfill our destiny in 2019. Oh. Correct. Uh, the Foley. I'm not saying Manly's a one-man band, but they're certainly missing their drummer. <laughs> uh, John said, uh, Mike Sivo makes me want to wank best. <laughs> uh, the Storm 24 to feed the Cowboys 16 down at the Korean Housewife. Uh, just over 12,000 in attendance. The Storms tries to Shandor Earl. Uh, Nelson Asafa Solomon, Will Chambers, Max King. Three conversions to Smith. A penalty goal to Smith. The Cowboys 16 tries to Talangi, Felt and Cooper. And two conversions from two attempts to Kyle Felt. Yeah, the cows did well to absorb the amount of pressure they did for the length of time they did. 
They 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 made a well. I mean, they made a game of it pretty much for the you know the entire like yep. far more of a game of it for far longer than I would have ever anticipated. Yep. Uh, going into this, I would have thought that Melbourne Storm, uh, you know, coming back from a game where they you know, rested some players, moving to the finals, probably having the minor premiership wrapped up as you know, pr- you know, probably played on them a little bit, yeah. and. Um, you know, I, I, I also wonder, same with the last game, but also I wonder, you know, maybe Bellamy didn't, you know, he would never tell them to go out there with any intention other than, other than winning. And, and here's the thing, looking at this one. But winning without doing yourself any fucking, you know, harm yeah. for the upcoming big meaningful battles, you know? Yeah. You look at Melbourne. For all of the uncharacteristic errors they had, and they made 10 errors in this game, and they gave away 10 penalties. So for the Melbourne Storm, to hand 20 sets to their opposition, not in a position that the Storm decide that they start them. Yep. That, that's very <laughs> unlike them. However, they back that up by missing 13 tackles. Yeah. And that's what kept them in the game, pure yep. and simple. Um, the, the cows were, yeah, again, courageous and, and all of those things that we know they can do. But even when... It was close and the cows were coming back. It never really felt like Melbourne were under an enormous amount of pressure. Yep. Um, but, yeah, they just did what they needed to do. It was probably a nice little cool down for them going into finals. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grover, the only comment here. Chambers, you magnificently shit bastard. No one else cared about this game. And then two white power all. symbols. Two white power emojis. That's white power emoji now, isn't it? <laughs> Oh no! You got to do it the other way. The the dick game, the the circle game, Punch is the white game, power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, apparently. Oh fuck! White power. Oh, <laughs> apparently. Well, no, no, not apparently. What? It's one of those things that 4chan started to say it was a thing, and then mainstream caught onto it. <sighs> and now, because mainstream caught onto it, that it was like it was a troll thing, and then mainstream caught onto it, and then now it is a thing because they've made it a thing now because mainstream says it's a thing. Fucking four chan. So like, so like for example, if you were, um, if you were a rugby league player in yep. a team, and on Mad Monday you've got the boys together and you have a group photo and you're doing the circle game thing, major look. <sighs> the headline would be White Power Penrith Panthers player yeah, fucking okay. stepdad. Yeah. With in what in in racist gesture furor or you know uh, some shit you know fucking hell yeah. okay the Warriors twenty four defeated Canberra twenty in Canberra just over thirteen thousand in attendance and the uh, Warriors tries to burr uh, Pompey Tuvasa Sheck and Green Luke four four conversions trying to get himself that Seagulls cash <laughs> uh, Raiders tries to Chris. Uh, Papali, Hodgson, and Oldfield. Croker, one conversion and one penalty goal. Ultimately, the difference in the game. But uh, fuck me, the Raiders fan, the you know, would be super happy. Sorry, the Warriors fans would be super happy to put together to or to to dig a hole, run into some adversity, fall fair, you know, pretty well behind at an away game, showing some fight and actually getting their, themselves back into the game and and winning it. It was uh, mystifying to me. Really? What were you just fucking doing with your phone then? <laughs> oh, I had some uh, dirt in the camera. Dirt in the camera? Yes. Are you taking a picture of your dick for someone? <laughs> 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 like dirt in the camera? Why you? Got, why, but why'd you pull your dick out for? <laughs> yeah, see, if, if we unpack that and I yeah. get you to actually think it through, yeah. 
why wouldn't I already have pre-taken dick pics? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> how, how do you think that this point in time is the first time I've thought, it's a Photos of this thing to people. Oh, well, maybe you're sending them to one that you already sent the other ones to. And so you need new material. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, I'm happy with greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> look, the, Ra- the Raiders The Raiders look great. And I mean, and they could have they, they very easily won this game. I mean, there's a couple of tries there, like long breaks that they sort of just couldn't complete at the end, you know, to, to score the try. Um, unlucky for Olmate Oldfield. I mean, it's, it's crazy. They, the the you know, commentary team and everything, everyone gets surprised when Oldfield is fucking fast and scores a yeah. try. I remember back in the fucking years ago when he played for Manly, like in the early, you know, tens or whatever you want to call yep. it. And I remember I was chatting to Wolfman about it and I was like, who's the fastest guy in a club? And he's like, Oldfield's fastest. Yeah. And this is like when yeah. they had Brett Stewart and everyone like yep. that. People act like they get surprised when the motherfucker's fast. I mean, unfortunately- he, he put himself out there scoring that try yeah. in a very vulnerable position That's- and, you know, got knocked over and fucked his shoulder or something. Mm. But um, I wouldn't be too uh, too concerned if I was the Raiders, I would I would imagine. I mean, the loss is never good to have. But, I mean, goal kicking was a difference. They were in it the whole time. The fact they relinquished, a, you know, what could have been a match-winning league, lead might be a concern to Sticky. But the Warriors, yeah. with no pressure on their shoulders, they've got back to that carefree... Chucking around yeah, and like, oh my god, we're huge and fast, and as long as we don't drop the ball, you know. But, all, but also, but also that bullshit Warriors ball, like yeah. uh, that try that that the try that two of us Sheck scored, where yeah, it was just like, yeah. like chuck it, chuck it all the way down one side, all the way down the other side, all the way down. I stopped and I went back and looked at that. Yeah, there were thirteen passes. Yeah, nuts. I would have, I would have even, uh, well, I wouldn't have been surprised if you said there were more than thirteen. Yeah. It, like Went for you, fucking three or four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just chucking it around. Exactly. Um, and, and some genuinely fucking brilliant offloads in there as well. Yeah. He could have stopped three times. Um, but ultimately, it took two of us to check to just say, fuck it and straighten yeah. <laughs> and go through. My only concern, if I'm a Raiders fan, is that there, there would be members of this team that have some fucking demons in their head with, you know, giving up leads. Yeah. That Ricky's done a pretty good job of putting in the fucking cellar. Yep. But the, the trap door might be opening a little bit, which is not a place you want yeah. them to be. Croker missing some goals Head too. Guys. I mean, he's yeah. he's lost some finals on goal kicking too. Yeah, so. Um, nah, yeah. So what you're saying is the Raiders are special to fucking lose week cooked. one? Absolutely fucking cooked. No Done. chance. Blake Green was the fucking great, the dummy. <laughs> you got to love one of these. Yeah. And I mean, there's plenty of them to talk about coming yeah. up in a few games' time, but yeah. <laughs> Sam said, uh, Denamas Louis should be banned from playing first grade forever after today. Look, I mean, I think Denamas Louis is probably fairly philosophical about things, and I think he's grateful for every first grade game he's ever played, to be honest. Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> uh, Sending Ashford out like the true champion he is. Hashtag, you will be missed white chocolate. <laughs> Look, I challenge anyone to give me their best Blake Ashford memory with the caveat that it can't be about the time he won you 250 bucks because you bet first try score on what the guy he was about, marking up yeah. against. Because believe me, Everyone who's ever gambled has got a fucking story like that. Blake Ashford made me a lot of money. I mean, <laughs> he's paid for so many beers, it's not funny. <laughs> and I'll miss that. Um, Mitch, that are eye sockets are to the regular season as vaginas are to preseason. <laughs> I guess. Well, there have been, there have, this year would have to have had the most, 
gouging. significant gouging incidents, yeah. right? Yeah. And even the ones that, that go unpunished, I mean, like, because Munster fucking got Robbie good too, remember? Yeah. That was probably the most legit eye gouge all season. Yeah. <laughs> Little bitch don't you know press. What, though? Yep. Here's, here's the thing. If, if you get eye gouged, yep. you might, you know, have a, a genuine, genuine uh, cause to say that that person's a cunt. Yep. If you've been eye gouged more than once in a season. Maybe you're the cunt. Ma- maybe they're not the cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the uh, oh, hang on. So Ben uh, asks, are other teams' fan group pages as fucking retarded as the Raiders ones? Makes you guys look semi-normal. It's unner- it's unnerving. I tell you, uh, as far as I know, they're all like that. Yeah, really. Um, I've seen some fair, some some fairly relaxed attitudes in the manly ones though. i mean back in the day though like you know in the in the in the oh, golden I, era oh my god you lose dare lose a fucking single game and it was on like he, donkey Kong. here's the thing there's there's no room in face actual fan groups like yep. team fan pages for nuanced conversation no there's no room in there for criticism of poor performances yep. either an individual or at a team level there is only these cunts are all shit and I'm not renewing my membership or I'm da 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 or there's that's literally every post in the Titans yep. ones or there's we don't need shit fans like you yeah you're not we, a true fan you're not a true TM. fan it's you know you gotta be behind the boys this yep um there's a f- fucking refs faulting um yeah you know then there's like the odd person that comes there and goes Fuck, that was a good effort by most of them, but geez, ABC looked a bit off tonight. Mm. And then both sides want to get in on him. And then, yeah, and oh, then that guy, he's that, like, that like guy's Dave Chappelle. That's got that, that guy's cousins getting there. <laughs> how many great, how many games have you played? <laughs> Fucking Kiwa Warrior Derek. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> uh, where are we? Uh, Doggies thirty to feed the Broncos fourteen at ANZ. Crowd of just under ten thousand in attendance. Doggies hat trick to Meany. Josh Jackson and Remus Smith also with tries, meaning four conversions, a penalty goal, and uh, that was it for him. Broncos 14, a double to Staggs, Milford with the other try, and Osako one of three conversions. Yeah, the Dogs did a good job of uh, going in and, and really tiring out that big Broncos pack. That's the Broncos' key to success. If you can run them around, it's sort of like the old game plan people used to use against Canberra Yeah, when, when that was their, their only go-to. And fucking didn't Lewis's boot just have an absolute dream night? Mm-hmm. One of those nights where it was like like in the fucking video games where you can, yep. when you go to kick, the whole world slows down <laughs> and you can just pinpoint exactly the height and distance yep. and where you want it to land and and all of this shit. That one he had where he kicked on the fourth. Yep. And Oates is sitting there just like, you know, one breath. If if one person had inhaled in the stadium behind it, it would have gone dead. Yeah. And it ended up with Oates being trapped in goal. It was just shit like that for the dogs all night. Absolutely fantastic. Um, The thing is, the the reason why I like the Broncos as the the prime round one matchup in the finals is, to this day, if you can contain fucking Payne Haas and, um, and fucking Fafita. Yep. That's pretty much it. Yep. 
And so uh, when I was thinking, like when I thought Manly were playing, it was like, oh, fucking great. Like Jake Turbo, he can take care of both of those cunts at once, and like yeah. then not, and then all these other cunts that are like, you know, a bit unsure about what's going on because there's no Joel Thompson, and you know that that's cool. It's got to cover because there's not, there's literally nothing left. But um, but the the doggies did a, a tremendous job of uh, of taking care of them. I mean, they had a little bit of trouble with Katoni Stags there for a period where it looked like the Broncos might be, you know, trying to you know force their way back into it, but. I think the most pleasing thing for Doggies fans would have been their defense for for the by and large for the most part of the game was very resolute, but they actually scored some points. Yeah. And when the Broncos pushed back, they sort of absorbed it and actually went came back and scored. They didn't like get to that sort of lead where they were sort of around like fourteen or whatever and then just grind it out and just sit on it. They actually kept they, they kept playing football this time and uh, and scored what was probably their fucking highest total of the season. They did well. Okay, Toto's uh, Broncos playing like they want a Mad Monday. Soon, precious. Uh, Jason's <laughs> a great effort by the Dogs to finish off the season with a win. They didn't give away silly penalties, push passes, or do general dumb shit. They took every opportunity and defended very well throughout the game. First time we hit 30 points for a game all year. There you go. Uh, Cruzy, playing like we don't care who we play. Bring both Manly, Moanly, and the L's next week. You dumb bastard, you're going to regret that. <laughs> when Parramatta run a fucking train on you. St. <laughs> uh, George Illawarra Dragons 24 defeat the Titans 16. Uh, Hope Solo Coliseum in front of a gazetted crowd of just over 11,000. Dragons 24 tries to Pearson, Norman, and a double to Hunt with four conversions. The Titans 16 tries to Arrow, Rain, and Sammy. Gordon, two of three conversions in his uh, final game. This game was absolute fucking AIDS. But the one saving grace was that an absolute fucking servant of the game and all-round good bloke Michael Gordon Mm -hmm. got a send-out where he got some fucking... Some fantastic defensive highlights. He He was playing the game like there was no tomorrow. A a Sattler-like defensive cover tackle and fucking the the hold-up tackle. And I mean, he did he did what like watch Pearson run straight past him though in that that try. You seen how big that cunt is? Oh yeah, I mean, but I didn't say he got trampled by him. It was like he actually watched him. I know. (laughs) You realise with the Titans when you stop playing, he didn't get to go rehab on Monday. (laughs) <laughs> there, there was no physio. There were no fucking ice baths. Or- oh, so basically, what? So, so what happened after the game was he just sort of ha- had a beer. Yeah, uh, they took back the jersey, obviously, yeah. and all, the, all the team, you know, merchant, you know, logo That's insignia it. stuff. So he had he had his boots. Yep, and uh, pretty much his jocks and yep. and his, out in that fucking sandy car That's park it. at Rubino. Yeah, and- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, poor Flash. Yes. So. Uh, he had he had some good years though, but uh, yeah. Tell you what, I'm fucking glad for the 2019 Dragons. Yeah? Yeah. Well, How so? Because they're the ones that all the what happened stories are being written about. <laughs> so, and, uh, put up with that and, shit. The, and the fact that they absolutely swallowed all fucking 12 inches of fucking Mitch Rain's <laughs> dick <laughs> when he fucking... <laughs> 2019 Mitch Rain uh, throws the dummy and, uh, yeah, nice. Good one, boys. Um... 
Lando, thank fuck this season's over. I don't even want to see a Mars bar for the next six months. It's good to finish on a whim, on a win. I just worry the board will extend Mary for an extra two years. Rugby league doesn't just not speak to me at the moment. It stands on the other side of the road, shaking its hairy cock at me. <laughs> My only hope now is that Monday's headline isn't Dragons, Gold Coast Rampage. Get them on a plane straight to Bali. Yep. Uh, Winston said, why do I go for this team? <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> Troy said, uh... The epitome of Hyperbowl. <laughs> Indeed, it was Spoonapalooza, the Hyperbowl. The only regret I have is that the game, they had six points between them at the start on the table. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this one needed to be winner takes all, yeah, tied up on points. Nice. For and against doesn't, doesn't factor, but uh, alas, the times were that bad this year. Yes. And uh, Trotters, it was a nice feeling loosening the belt from around my neck and pushing out that last Mars bar when the full-time siren sounded. Let's hope Gus finds a reason to sack Mary in this review now. Oh, it's a beautiful... This, this is the best outcome of the game for the Dragons fans is that after... I mean, it's it's one of those things where you see statistics and yep. without the context, you don't know what it means. Yep. So, for example, if you did a you know Coles and Woolworth survey on Dragons fans, you would find the consumption of Mars bars would be absolutely through the roof. However, saying that... They've only just tasted them last weekend. <laughs> and so, uh, how many Mars bars have you eaten? Uh, consumed. <laughs> I've consumed many, but I've only just remembered what they taste like. <laughs> um, the Sharkies, 25, defeated the West Tigers, 8, at Leichhardt Oval. Just a tick under 19,500 in attendance. The Sharkies tries to Nakora, Morris, and a double to Fecky. Sean Johnson, three or four conversions, a penalty goal, and a field goal to Paul Gallen. The Tigers had a try to Luke Garner and two penalty goals to Paul Movarovsky. Well, the, this game had – there was a build, it was like hard oval. It was. They had trouble getting cunts into the ground. It was just that packed. I mean, the old girl couldn't stand it. The turnstiles just couldn't fucking deal with it. Packed to the rafters, the hill. It was, it was, it was a splendid sight to see at a suburban ground, absolutely packed out for one of their favourite sons, Robbie Farrow, in his final match. Well, is he one of their favourite sons? Well, though? it was it was potentially potentially his final potentially his final match. I I got to give he a wasn't shout out. He got no, he got the drama. You got to set the scene though. Then there was the drama situation where oh. Robbie wasn't going to play, and in the warm up or be able to, or just prior to kick off, Corey fucking oh. yeah you know, aggravates in you know something. So Robbie's got to throw a jersey on because fucking, here we go. He gets one last run out on his broken-ass leg in front of the Leichhardt faithful. So what really happened is that there was a fucking Tonya Harding moment yeah. beforehand. Yep. You know. I, Farrah. Yeah, exactly. I, comma, Farrah. Yes. I believe. And fucking smack the cunt in the leg with a piece of piping. Mm-hmm. So he could get out there and be a shit cunt for one last time. Yes. What a selfish fucking piece of human excrement. It's too selfish to put himself even in the mix in the first yeah. place. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to whoever did the game promo for this Fox. Okay. Because it was nothing but shots of Gallon and then shots of Benji <laughs> and then shots of Gallon 
and then Benji. <laughs> and then right at the end, they did like a two-second thing with a couple other Sharks players. Was that because Robbie didn't complete the captain's run like the day before? Like, do you think I threw it together like I like then? to think it was just complete fucking shade. <laughs> 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 because he did feature right at the end. There was like three other Sharks players and three other Tigers players, and, and he was in there. Yep. Um, so, yeah, fucking Tigers fans had hope for the first 20 minutes. Well, I mean, they had hope. Like, let's face it, I mean, even half time, I mean, it was only just that penalty right at the end that, that bumped it out to 6-4 at half time. Yep. And, uh, and the Tigers were playing into in, into into the breeze. That's a thing. Which that- is a significant one. And so the, the expectation would be that the second half would be They'd be with the breeze, yep. and yeah, no way did the they had they had absorbed lead. an X amount of point breeze, yeah. and the sharks hadn't you know run up a score. Yep. So then it would be a matter of them to come home over the yep. top into their you know glorious and um, and long awaited yeah. return to the finals football. Yep, wasn't to be. Yeah, and and I think Cronulla used the breeze, even though they didn't come up with too many points. I think what they did do though was keep the ball played down the yep. Tigers' end of the field. You know, every time the Tigers tried to muscle up in defence, there were a couple of times where they just had these fantastic defensive sets. Yeah. The Sharks went nowhere. All of a sudden, these fucking gigantic wind-assisted kicks had come in, yeah. and, and it was just all for nothing. Um, the second half was just all Cronulla. Mm-hmm. The repeat sets, Tigers dropping the ball, retarded penalties. Yeah. And it was, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes into the second half, I think they probably had the sort of lead they would have wanted to go to the break with. Yeah. That they would have yeah. felt, felt comfy with, uh, with the added bonus that they'd taken so much out of the Tigers in the second half. And it was, it, it looked like at that point it was a foregone conclusion. Like the Tigers didn't look like they were... Yeah, I mean, I've said I've said previously that the most dangerous attacking team in the world is the West Tigers, and they got nothing to play for. Yeah, and even they, even at the end of the game, they couldn't. There was a couple of times when they started yeah. looking a little bit dangerous in the last five minutes when there was no chance of winning mine. But even then, this to me was probably the most Cronulla-like performance yep. that the Sharks had put in all year. And even though the scoreline blew out. It wasn't really as if the Sharks did it with a lot of flair or no, not at all. It was really just one. It was really just one sort of small flurry. Yeah. Um, they, they got the they got the lead and uh, and you know ultimately got yeah. them home. But it is nice that Gallon went out milking an obstruction like the absolute fucking <laughs> scum sucking cockhead that he is. Yeah, I mean, look, look, I've got no love for Gallon either, but I've got to respect them setting him up for a fucking field goal because that is the king of disrespectful field goals. And if I were a West Tigers fan or a player. I wouldn't kill myself, but if I was at the fucking ground, I would jump the fence and fucking go and try and bash the gun because that is the like that is one of the most disrespectful things I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, I was just and like one of the, like most disrespectful things I've ever seen in the context of what you can do within the rules. Yes. In, in rugby league gameplay. I mean, sure, there's players, you know, like Mick Ennis. Mick Ennis wound the fucking donkeys up with their fucking Viking clap shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Fanilla Blake wound the dumb fucks up with his <laughs> crying and everything. And the, Dylan the Walker wound the dumb. Look, Canberra fans, very fucking wind up and for being dumb fucks. But um, the thing I think is the ultimate disrespect is not that they did it in the game. It's that they devoted any time at all to that. Yeah. Taken out of the preparation of how do we beat this side in how do we set Gallup how for a are we setting up <laughs> because that was one hundred percent set up that wasn't Gallon's idea they worked for it yeah. and set it up and yep. put him right in front fucking yep. like fifteen meters twenty meters yep. out and they gave him a fucking saloon passage of clean shot straight yes. on there 
and uh, you know, I'm, and I'm, you know, frankly, I'm impressed that an old, yeah, an old cunt forward got a good looking fucking <laughs> good drop goal away. Here's the thing, though: if you go and look at those videos, yeah, of, you know, you know, they see the the Australian team when they're in practice, yeah, and every cunt and they're and they're all doing dumb, yeah, exactly. Like the ones when Thurston's trying to kick a goal from the corner, from the corner post, post and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They can all do that. Yep. With, with a you know, there's a lot of downtime. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Sharky's earned it, and uh, earned the L. They're going to get and um, and and you know, Gowan lives to fight another day. And yep, for Manly to give him the uh, the ultimate final L. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then now we uh, we mourn. Um, Jared said, "I'm just heartbroken. A month ago, I accepted we wa- we we were out of the finals." But here we are again, last game at home and a terrible second half has disappointed all the fans again. Real dad, two good sharks, emotional day, mentally fucked, not good enough at 20 different points of the season, not just today. Tigers till I die, which may be later today via cardiac arrest. (laughs) Uh, Mitch, uh, revelation of the year, Gallon's field goal. Could be on the ballot, you never know. Uh, Ben Dunn, 43. Paul Gallon should be made an immortal immediately after that field goal. Fucking settle down. And uh, <laughs> Sam, and here's me, fresh out of Mars bars. <laughs> Finally, the Panthers 54 defeated the Knights 10 at Panthers Stadium, tick over 12,000 in attendance. The Panthers 54, uh, what are we, I don't know, what, what do we fucking call four tries? Like, you know, you got like a hat trick, a double, you know, that's what, what's a four, it's four. It's a four G. A 4G, done. Fuck, that could be a contender too for the title, right? A 4G, but we're going to ratify that as the official term. I mean, four tri- you don't often get to use it, but it's a 4G. It's a 4G. <laughs> um, oh, with a try, a double to Burns. Egan and Leota also tries, clearing nine of nine conversions for a very good fucking personal points all for the game, 34 points, I believe. Uh, the uh, Knights 10 tries to Star-Lord and Herman S.S.A., uh, Lenor, one from two conversions. Starfwood Toa with a, you know, you know, it was a nice try. Yeah. Um, Plucked nice. it out of there. Got, yeah. the, got the intercept, showed That's some it. toe. Yep, certainly did. Yeah, we sort of got out of the ankle tap with, you know, with yep. a bit of a goosey. Yep. And, uh, yeah, good on him. Yeah, that's it. Um, and he's got an exciting name, Dynamic. This, <laughs> this game was completely due to Penrith's brilliance and <laughs> not at all to do with playing soft opposition. I tell you were, I, I tell you they were they they played like they had been on a fucking week of fucking Les's finest. <laughs> <laughs> and <sighs> the, the shit thing and again with full understanding that that Knights team are just absolute fucking pee-hearted cucks. Yeah, but like, the funny thing the thing that surprised me was because it was clear watching it like some of those tries like the ones that were just sort of like dummying through and that was it and like the ones that were, like Ponga just, just sliding off yeah. you know yeah. like like you know stepdad's fucking you know used <laughs> used fucking whatever um <laughs> receptacles oven mitt <laughs> oven mitt you know prophylactics <laughs> dates whatever um <laughs> You, whatever your imagination puts in there, sliding off what is correct. <laughs> Ding. Um, <laughs> but last week, it's like they played like fucking. Let's get together. We've had a. We've capitulated. Blown our finals yeah. chances. Let's got a got a great win. Almost completely rectified their for and against issues. 
And I would have thought that this that you know that this one might have been less you know let's finish on a high and prove that we're not the cunt. It was actually Brownie that was the cunt. Let me tell you, Brownie's looking pretty good right now. <laughs> oh yeah, pretty good. Yeah, hundred percent. The the other thing is with this Penrith team, the thing that's been missing from them almost all year mm-hmm. is enthusiasm and an excitement for what they're doing. Yeah. And I don't know what it was in this game. I don't know if it was being- Scoring free, points. Free, yeah. That's, winning that's winning by lots. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was being freed of the perceived pressure of going into the finals. They were free was of that it? more than this week though. Uh, yeah. Good point. Oh, technically last they still could have. Yeah. But- yeah, um, but I mean, I think, I think their their four against were still too fucked to beat either of those other teams that won, wasn't it? If they'd have beat Brisbane and beat the Cowboys, yeah, yeah that's a couple. Yeah, yeah. That so was Brisbane and the Cowboys. That, yeah. That, um, or if it was, you know, it's Maloney's last game, or if it, you know, fucking who knows what. I just was. think that they they cra- like they 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 went behind with the with uh, Star Lord scoring the try, but then their first couple of tries. With those type of tries where you could see that you you just had to fucking just you just had just to put a bit of a bit of, you just yeah. had to put a bit of heat on them and they were yeah, going to fall exactly yeah exactly. but this is that thing like last year when they were when they were going well yep that was how they were playing they were the ones applying the pressure to teams finding the breaking point and going okay that's where we need to be and yep. doing that for the majority of the yep. game um I again I don't know if it was you know, a, a fear of injury or or whatever the game plan was this year, what it was, but you know, clearly running. Yeah. If nothing else. It's clearly the only use he has apart from kicking goals. I mean, the, the, like, for example, you know, to contrast it with, like, state of origin Cleary, mm. which is just to sort of drift out wide and then turn it back inside to, like, a you know, an edge guy or a centre coming inside. I mean, and, you know, that's fucking useless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of his tries, all like he's been in reasonable form over the last couple of weeks, to be honest. Even if the even if the whole team hasn't, and what's he done? All of his tries have come from him fucking running and dummying and you know finding space and shit like that, which has been completely one hundred percent absent in the first like twenty fucking yeah. rounds of the season. Yeah. So, look, you know, you would like to think it's a good sign for th- for for next year, you know, finishing like this. But you know, like same with the doggies winning seven of the last ten games this season. And every other season, yeah. So, yep. remains to be seen how they uh, how they kick off yeah. for next season. But uh, you just you just watched. I said this to some other people. You watched this game turn us into fucking top four contenders next year oh, yeah. <laughs> somehow <laughs> in the off season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, SSA, when well, you're talking about Latrell trying to score that try from too far out, he was like probably a third of the way from the line that fucking SSA yeah. was when he scored that yeah. fucking try. He was like, he, he went down about a meter and a half out and he still found a way to reach out and put it down. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, that, did that was uh, interesting. Um, ben Dunn 43. Nathan Cleary showing Ponga what real potential looks like. Oh, he's on the fucking Cleary train. Mm-hmm. Shunter. Skimming someone else's credit is very on brand for Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> Rishi. When Cleary picks himself as captain on his supercoach team, you're fucked. <laughs> Hashtag chinners are winners. And uh, Juno said, we lost for the sake of the continued tradition of the Tigers coming ninth. <laughs> Hashtag delusional. <laughs> and uh, King Chinius, 
The last day of regular season footy has given us a gallon fuck you field goal. Tigers taking their rightful place of ninth and the credit hungry Knights getting bent over and a full load shot up them from Cleary's one good game of the year. Hashtag rugby fucking league. <laughs> Right, previews this weekend, the first weekend of finals for 2019. Um, we kick off with the uh, second qualifying final, 2v3. The Roosters up against the Rabbits again for the second week on the trot. The uh, At the SCG, this one, uh, the Roosters, Keary, SST, Morris and Orbison all return. Crichton and Butch to the bench. Drew Hutchinson, Lindsay Collins and uh, Tupanua drop to reserves. And uh, Billy Smith, unfortunately, he's back to the Bears. Radley will begin the game at lock, at least at this stage. Um, Rabbits, what do they got? Gay guy's gone with a hamstring injury. James Roberts comes back from suspension, and he'll just take his place straight swap. Totola replaces Sammy Burgess. Tom Burgess comes back from injury. Uh, Dean Britt to the bench, and uh, George Burgess is listed as a reserve after completing his suspension last weekend. As I mentioned earlier, I think yeah, injuries potentially a problem for the Rabbits. Uh, then again, you know, is Gay Guy outside of State of Origin really that much of a loss? He's had a couple of games this year where you've gone, oh, wow, that's Origin Gay Guy. Yep. Um, which which was, was big considering there were... Rumours that, you know, when Roberts came to the club, he wasn't happy. He wanted out, and yep. Yeah, looking to get out, so. Um. Look, how many times have we seen in the, the last round, like, it's not uncommon for teams to play each other twice in a row when it comes into finals. Yeah. And I can only think of two other examples of it happening, and the team that won the week before gets done the week after. Because it was Manly that played Penrith. And what was that? Was that last year? The year before? Year before. Year and before. Dragons versus Parramatta famously yep. in 2009. Yep. They beat Parramatta 30-0 in the final round. Yeah. And then because Parramatta did tank that fucking game and didn't yeah. didn't show yeah. anything that they planned for the following yeah. week and then came out and Jared Hayne the fuck out of them yeah. and, you know, yeah. and got that miraculous win. Um, I, f- I feel like, you know, there's no similarities other than the fact that teams played each other twice in a row with those other games, but I still feel that the Roosters will win this game, and I think they'll win it easier than we may think. Yep. I don't think that the game, it's like it's not coming down to golden point. There's not going to be this last 10-minute frenzy scramble, you know, either team could win it, yeah. you know, last second tries. I think it'll be it'll be locked up, and then the Roosters yeah. will do their roostery defensing. They're not going to crack up the centre fucking three times in a row, two times in a row, like they did in the early parts of the second half, which, you know, allowed South to, you know, get their lead in that game. Yeah. The, the Roosters are at that storm level in terms of that they, they might have shitty slip-ups in a game. What they won't do is do it two weeks in a row. Yep. They're... Their coach and their coaching staff are self-aware enough to be able to go. Okay, here's a fucking thing. Fix it. Yep. But I hope we get finals football. Yes. Out of this game and not some ass bitching. Okay, the first qualifying final takes place at five forty p.m. down at the Korean Housewife, featuring the Storm taking on the Raiders. The uh, Storm, Ado Car back, Munster back, and uh, Brandon Smith back, and so that uh, leaves Shandell Earl, Brody Croft, and Harry Grant out. The Raiders. Nickel Klogstad returns. Soliola returns. Bateman, Tapane, Leilua, Rapana all return. Kotrick over to the wing. 
Simonson to the bench with uh, Louis and Horsberg. And uh, Hudson Young's found guilty, but we didn't know at this stage what the what the the punishment what the Obviously punishment was. Play. He's named at twenty one on here, and I assume that's just an issue, uh, just a matter of playing it safe or whatever. But uh, I say he's gone for this season and a good part of the start of next season. Um, look, Raiders, a lot of guys come back in. Shaw Canberra was you know a bit down on troops last week, but. I don't think that it's going to be a matter of them having these nightmares about you know giving up leads and then that seeping back in. I feel like they're past that, but it's a storm and it's in Melbourne and it's finals. And whilst you know they they've they've been beaten down they've been beaten down there in the past, but I just think that they've been too solid this season. And it was a like a it was a gigantic achievement when the when the Raiders got them last time, and I just don't know if they. I mean, I just feel like the Storm are just. There you go. Just yep. to inject, the NRL Council is suggesting a penalty range between ten and twelve games. There you go. Including loading. Okay. Uh, Young's Council is suggesting that the top level ban they should consider is a nine game suspension, based on it not being as serious as George Burgess's offence. They really um. I don't feel like they're really fighting for their client. Because <laughs> I was like, we're going to give you the minimum of 10. How about a maximum of nine? Yeah. <laughs> Look, don't, fi- don't, don't know the rules of bartering. They should have asked for six. His fingers didn't disappear into the skull. Yep. But he also wasn't gouging Robbie Farrah. If he was gouging Robbie, it'd be like a he'd get a fine. Yeah. So. Yep. Perhaps a Dalian of some description. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, plenty plenty of ins for Canberra. Psychologically, Canberra had that big game against Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, fuck. I'm not sure they can do it twice, though. Yeah. I'm not sure that's, they can do it twice. I don't think so either. And... Uh, and you remember that game as well. I mean, it was kind of it was a kind of a weird game too, with the, with the sin binnings and the storm going up. You know, like a, a big lead and, and that sort of thing. I don't think we're going to see the same sort of sin binnings. And I don't think that if the storm were to find themselves in such a lead this time of year, they, there's no way they're relinquishing that fucking thing. No way. Mm. But I think we all want to see the Raiders win. But unfortunately, I just don't. I just have to go with the home team in this first round. Okay, second elimination final six v seven. Brookie Oval will host. Mighty Manly Seagulls versus the Sharkies. Big changes here, and I don't know. I think at this stage it's far too early to, to call what the side's going to look like because I think there's a bit of smoke and mirrors with uh, with Desi. Um, the way it's lined up is a, a back line that's, you know, sort of similar to, to much of the year, really. The big loss, obviously, Marty power out suspended for a week. And so uh, so Kepi, who made his debut last week, uh, moves into his position. I think that he'll probably swap with uh, with Jake, and they'll just push Jake up to, to prop. Um, Corey Waddell, he's been good this year. Jetski... Not a giant fan. He's had some. He's he's a, the most rocks and diamonds guy I think we've got in the team. Um, for me, the care well, sorry for the Sharkies. Uh, Aaron Gray comes in and, uh, and replaces uh, Mulatalo, who was suspended for that fucking glorious hit on Luke Brooks, <laughs> which, which you failed to mention when we were talking about the match. But I mean, fuck that kid went hard. When I saw that he was suspended, I was like, great, good, because that kid goes at a thousand fucking percent. Yes. And it was a fucking beast. Yes. And was a large part of why the Sharks won that game. So for him to be out is is great. Um, 
now, I think the keys the keys of Manly. I would love them to fucking start Fainu on this game. Ever since Uppy come back from injury, he's been pretty fucking average. And as was the case earlier in the season, the good things only started when Fainu came on. The you know, and yeah. to, to the to the extent he scored two tries, including that ri- ridiculous fucking try where he was chasing the ball through the end, yeah, ends of the fucking yeah. earth <laughs> to get it and uh it's cool i think they should start with him um because uh, yeah and, and appy has you know some utility value but i think you know fain who just provides so much in terms of rock speed they're gonna fucking need it like frankly they're gonna i mean they're gonna need it and i don't think they can afford to get out to a super slow start i mean the the sharks aren't the the fastest starting team in the world either but why you know why crew yourself a chance to you know get some scores up early um i think uh, you know brendan elliott has to be fullback garrick has to be on the wing you've got to maintain those fucking those combinations as best as you possibly can in the face of injuries with with joel thompson out of out of the left hand side and and zero out of the right hand side that's enough fucking disruption that's all the disruption you need that's more than enough disruption to fuck you up so let's try and just keep some combinations together where you can they've named um Olaquar to to make his debut. I mean, big fucking occasion to make your debut. Um, Toff Zipley's coming to seventeen. He's back from injury. I would suspect that they might they might swap and you get a more experienced guy on the field to start. Um, I don't feel Lachlan Croker's got much chance of playing. Cust is a chance. People are always like, oh, you know, you got to put Cust in for Dylan Walker and move Dylan Walker to the centres. But Ooh. I feel like I feel like the the detrimental aspects of Dylan Walker's game were removed when they took him out of centre. And it was it's all positives. It, and it, it was, was pretty apparent when he came back this year. Yep. Um, that defensive side that he was on became a liability almost instantly. And it's just because he was, he, he's just rushing up yeah. and leaving Jorge out to fucking dry. Yeah, that's it. I mean, when you move, he has, doesn't rush up as much. And when he does rush up from six, I mean, it actually works. It, it kind of works with the sliding defense and everything, anyway. So it hasn't really proven to be a liability, and he has more move, more more room to to do what he's good at, which is you know footwork and and that kind of thing. And so I, I just don't understand why. I mean, you know, if you don't want him in the team because you know he um he slung old tits around. I mean, you know, fair enough. I you know I would agree, but. Is, I mean, I, I don't think he's... And, yeah, and he may have to move out there. Brad Parker still has to pass a fucking concussion thing too because he got knocked the fuck out by Kane Evans in that game. Yeah. So it it would not surprise me at all if Brad Parker was to, to be omitted. And then maybe Dylan Walker moves there and Cuss does go, you know, and does does move into the halves. But at the same time, you've got Tavita Funa who's been in the extended bench for like the last three or four weeks, who's a fucking gun centre. He may he could just slot straight in there as well and provide something you know a bit of impetus. But then twenty one is my favourite. Half jokingly, <laughs> I suggested that our injury toll was so great that the T Rex could come back from extinction. And sure enough, within 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 three hours, blogs start reporting and then news articles start reporting that T Rex could come back from extinction. <laughs> and uh, and he's in the twenty one. Manly asked for an exemption. We're granted an exemption, and uh, he's in the twenty one. And you know what? I mean, he's been going okay in Reggie's. I mean, Reggie's are a, a far cry from finals football. But at the end of the day, he is a person that has been there, done that, won a premiership under Des Hasler's systems. And so, if you needed a guy just to get in there and just fucking cart the ball up, uh, you know, and in you know for twenty minutes or thirty minutes in the game to oh. give some a second row a rest. I suppose he'd be okay. Some big game experience. 
Yep. You know, has a a rep history. They could have put him in last week on the wing where he played, <laughs> and then he could have been fucking marking up against Sivo and and just fucking tanked him. Yeah. Had- how unfortunate is that for someone like T Rex? Because you remember he played in the Harps in his junior rep career. Well, the, the way the, the way he, um, I'm not sure what he did in his junior rep career, but I remember when I first saw him play. And it's funny actually, this game at Brookvale is the first final that's been at Brookvale uh, since 2008 when Manly played the Dragons, and um, that was uh, Gaznia's last game before he went to rugby the first time. And um, I remember that game, the curtain raiser was. Uh, somebody versus Parramatta in the first round of the finals for Reggie's and T-Rex was on the wing on the hillside of the field in the second half where I, where I was sitting watching the game um, breathing in the, the beautiful asbestos fucking fumes and um, I remember seeing it just seemed just tanking cunts and I was like wow Look for, I look forward to seeing you next year at the club because he was, he, we, we knew that he'd signed for us and he was going to be t- 2009 yeah, was our yeah, first yeah. year. He didn't crack for, he didn't crack first grade in the first year. Instead, he went up to, to Sunshine Coast Sea Eagles, um, which was our, our feeder club at the time, yep. and won the premiership as a goal-kicking 5'8". Yeah, with Trent Hodkinson as the halfback in in the pre- in the first premiership that Sunny Coast won. Yeah, I'm trying and, to look for the photo. I can't find it. There. And in in that and in that game. He was uh, not only the goal kicking five eighth. He was actually I forget the fucking name of the medal, but he actually won the he he won whatever the you know the the, the QRL equivalent of the Clive Churchill for that for that game as well. I mean, obviously he's a lot of pies and a lot of fucking water under the bridge at that time. He'll never play yeah. in halves again. But, but there there was that famous photo. Oh fuck, famous photo. There was a photo. Yeah, of a junior <laughs> rep team that yeah. was like him. Michael Jennings, you know. I mean, like Rennie Matur or something. Yeah, and, yeah, a bunch of other guys. Yeah. And the poor cunt just didn't stop growing. Yeah. <laughs> but if he'd have been in this era, yeah. he'd just be a centre or a winger. Yeah, he yeah, would yeah. Have had to have done the hard yeah. yards in the forwards. Yeah, and I mean, and he and he played he played most of his time manly on the wing too. Hmm. So, you know. But uh, and then he then he obviously you know he just got bigger and you know probably you know, your age gets slower. I mean in his case he got fucking lazier. Yeah. Exactly. But I can I can imagine that that like he was lost to the game when he when he was uh, on the lines, got thrown the lifeline, and I can imagine that the coach that he has an affinity with that has coached him at two different clubs when called up to do fucking one last heist, that he I, I can't imagine that he wouldn't put his best foot forward. And play the game, the the absolute pinnacle game of what he could he could achieve at this stage. What what that is at this stage of his career, I don't know. But I'm fucking there. I'm I'm there for him trampling some cunt. Yeah. Just fucking just yep. just jettisoning. I mean, like it was amazing that time when he just fucking trampled Billy Slater on route to scoring a See, try in 2008. I think it was like NRL chaos. Yep. 2009. Sorry. Is like you know tequila and meth fueled fucking. <laughs> And then, after NRL chaos, you want NRL feels. <laughs> you know? So now NRL spooning. Well, something a little bit warm and fuzzy, like, you know, a, a fucking comeback story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yep, I hear. Um, look, yeah, the Sharkies, the Sharkies are going pretty well without being, like, amazing, I think. And so I'm, I'm reasonably happy with them as a, as a matchup. Uh, Moylan twenty one, they said. I mean, as far as I saw, the last quote from Moylan was like he was almost like a chance to play last week, yeah. but then, but then when asked about you know his late withdrawal, 
they 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 sort of said, you know, he's going to need a couple of weeks to get it right. So I don't expect him to be named, but at this time of year with so many smoke and mirrors, who fucking knows? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like if, if I could see you give me Tony Williams trampling fucking Josh Dugan into a fucking into the point that he has to suck on that green plastic dick again, yeah. I'm good. Josh Dugan. Like, do you remember that one time he had a quick play of the ball this year and yeah. they scored? Yeah, yeah. Like, fucking hell. <laughs> like, if anyone ever questioned or, or needs Morris's credentials as a coach, yep. it's fucking that. It's that yep. it happened and he couldn't get it to happen again. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, I mean, like, the, 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 the pluses for the Sharkies in this one are obviously, you know, pretty good form at the moment. Uh, they've obviously got they've got the emotion of the, you know the Paul Gallen side of things as well, uh, and and it feels like Sean Johnson's kind of getting into somewhat of a groove. I like if even if Moreland would come back, I mean that that's where they sort of had problems when they didn't quite know what the fuck was you know who was doing what, and that I, I feel like that kind of like stunted the development of Sean Johnson within you know his role within their side, and with and it's, it's to me it's not a surprise that with Moreland out of it. Sean Johnson's been able to evolve and, you know, start to play, I imagine, what his sort of best footy in the Sharks is. Um, for Manly, I mean, obviously, the big the big negative is fucking injuries. Like, yeah. I mean, just huge. Not just injuries, but, like, fucking key, like, key, like Tommy Turbo and the suspension of money to power. They're fucking hard to overcome. And, uh, and I don't think you can really understate the importance of Joel Thompson either. Like, I mean, his, his loss... But the pluses, Brookvale Oval, undeniable, a great home ground advantage. Uh, the weather forecast is for a fine game, and if they can just and as bad as as, as bad as the the perception of how they've been going the last couple of weeks has been, ninety five percent of that is just been like can be rectified with just holding the fucking ball and not holding guys down in tackles, you know, too much learning, push the fucking boundaries, concede a penalty. And then learn where the fucking line is and then respect that line for the rest of the fucking game and stop trying to push shit. Um, and I feel if, like, you know, if they can control the ball and, you know, just, like, if they can get through their sets and not give and not give away these piggyback penalties getting the Sharks from their fucking 20 down to attacking positions every set, they give themselves, you know, they've got a, a great chance. There's definitely nothing there to do it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so with that said, Manly 13+. plus. And the ult- and the ultimate L bestowed on Paul Gallen for all eternity, just like we are, are the perennial under twenties forever champions. So we'll be the forever Paul Gallen defeaters. It's the final L down. <laughs> and finally, the first elimination final, five v eight, Parramatta Eels take on the Brisbane Broncos, Wankbest Stadium, Sunday afternoon. The Eels. Nathan Brown comes back from suspension, which is a huge in for the Eels, I, f- I find. Spiritually, Tepo, yes. Tepo Maroa, he goes. But Kane Evans, do you see what happened to that motherfucker? No, nah, not yet. Not yet? They're still trying so to So I suspect that Tepo Maroa is probably going to be in the side if uh, Kane Evans, I don't know if he's been suspended, but I presume he will be because, Jesus Christ, he fucked up the early. As I said on, said on Twitter, I mean, like, he fucking hit Brad Parker so hard. Like, you know, I would have said that he, his soul left his body, but, you know, ranger. Um, Broncos. Joe Offahangawa is named. Carrigan goes the interchange. Reese Kennedy out of 17. Uh, they put Shitasaki on the bench again. Why the fuck are you carrying a poor center 
on the fucking bench. What utility value does that cunt have? Who's hold- who's carrying fucking injuries in that side? Milford's fine. Osako's fine. Stags, Glenn, Oates, Darius Boyd. But there's not a fucking player there that that cunt can replace effectively. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like Alex Glenn is in the centres, I mean, but... It's- that's, fucking- yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. It has to be. Yeah, but they got Sean Fenson in 20. I'd put Sean Fenson in the centre before I put fucking Shibasaki. <laughs> yeah. Um Especially in a final. There's no tomorrows, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. <laughs> Me dead. Um, eels. Eels are going to do it in, with, without even fucking breaking a sweat down there at, uh, at Wank Best. Mailbag. Right. Kicking off this week on the mailbag, we've got uh, the Biddles one on uh, Twitter talking about the meetup he had with um, another Toolmation member at a conference where he stalked him down. He said, in answer to how we met, I recognized his name in the Facebook group, knew he'd be at this conference and fronted him. The look on his face was priceless. (laughs) Yes, because uh, that's how people get raped. Um, <laughs> or maybe he's been out there deep dicking other people's wives, <laughs> and for somebody to come up to him and think, <laughs> Adam Brackman said, I tried to come up with something witty and topical about the final series, but I'm just too keen for all the games. There's meaningful stories and battles for every match, and I fucking love it. I love it too, mate. I'll tell you what, my mood has been improved so greatly this week with uh, with this final stuff. Um, I hate to say it, but I'm just fucking happy to be there. But uh, let's see how we go. Toto, I always wonder where the title of the show is going to be, and I thought I missed it. Then Ain Freeze pops up in all his glory. (laughs) Hashtag better late than never. Hashtag one week behind. Uh, Grover, it's harden up. You can get to 666 episodes by doing two eps a week. Get there in no time. That's kind of cheating, isn't it, though? Like if you've established a, a pattern of, you know, for 10 years. Gee, surprise. The Storm fans suggest that there should be two of something. A second set of something. Legitimately, there should only ever be the need for one of, but in his mind, it's just okay to have two and not answer any questions and just run with that like it's normal. Correct. Fucking hell. Dodgy cunt. Uh, I just want to get into the... um the other stuff we've got there, and uh, we, we always put a, for the Facebook group users, we always throw up a thread just b- before the, the we, we record for the night and uh, for the week, and just to say, are there any last minute questions or items you'd like to address? And uh, as always, a pretty good response. I'll skim through them. Um, Sam said, how short will episodes be next year now Farah's hung up the boots? I don't think Robbie Farah's has created any possible effect on the length of episodes. I mean, how how long does it take you to say selfish cunt? Like, exactly. oh, boom, the episode's going to be a second less. Yeah. But you know what? There's probably going to be another one somewhere and else down the line. you know what? I've compensated by having less RLPA rants. True. True. So yeah. we'll just get back on, start exactly. back on those guys again. Excellent. Because they're just as cuntish as they always were. Okay. Michael says, with the current rosters, would you rather coach the Knights or the Dragons next year? The Knights or the Dragons? So when you say current rosters, does JDB get off his charges? No. Yeah, because I wouldn't imagine he would. So let's assume that he's out. I'd still take the Dragons. I'd still take the Dragons too. Yeah. Because from everything I've heard, they're in a position where they're at least mentally over JDB and they fucking yep. rushed him. Yep. 
Um, fuck, although he could be a distraction leading into the beginning of next year as well. Um, but honestly, I don't want to. I don't want to be in a side where everything's invested on on the fucking myth, Ponga. Yeah, doing stuff. Who, who holds the club to ransom? Yeah, yeah, and just like what a what a derailed hype train. I don't think anyone would have seen it coming to that extent at the start of the season. Uh, Mario said uh, on Twitter, "I'm seeing popular West's accounts talking about effective tackle percentage and other garbage to try and set, suggest their defenses improved this year, despite conceding 26 extra points compared to last year. Who's more cooked, Tigers fans, Brownie fans, or Seabold fans?" <sighs> Look, I feel that this whole scenario, the way it's played out, I think Brownie has actually. I mean, people are kind of like taking the side, his side over the players in terms of Newcastle's, you know, fortunes this season. They kind of, I think the blame has kind of shifted to the players rather than Brownie. Seabold, well, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, they were one game away from the spoon at one point in this season and he fucking got them into the finals. So, you know, probably underperformed as to what people expected their forwards yeah. and things to do this year. But, yeah. I mean, like, he'd gone to the finals and, fuck, you know, half the teams in the comp didn't. So... Mm. I don't think he. Uh, I don't know. It's not hard. It's not like Harvard results, but I mean, it's community college. But I mean, it's still fucking you know tertiary education in it. So and the you know l- let's look at the fact that he could have. I don't think once I've heard him come out and say things like, "Oh well, you know, this is Wayne. You know, this is the team that I want, or this is a team I've inherited." Or yeah, there's been none of that shit. Um, I mean, he's defended Darius for God's sake. Yeah, on more than one occasion. Yeah. So, that would mean the Tigers fans are the most cooked by default by process of elimination. The Broncos fans still need validation from every other fan base. It's just, yeah. they go quiet. When when they, they know they don't deserve that validation, mm-hmm. they go quiet. Yep. Tigers fans forget who they are. Like they, yeah, around round twenty five. Yeah, it. Then they realise slowly. Like, can it really would be a lot simpler? It's like, let's say, right? Let's say you're a guy who's dubiously good at his job. Yep. In a big organisation where you're a fucking number and no one knows who you are, and and you've gone and gotten yourself a fucking mail order. Yep. And, you know, you've had a child with this mail order. Yep. You can kid yourself into thinking that you have a normal, grown-up, stable life. <laughs> but then, in the blink of a fucking eye, you know, you, you're not putting the work in. Your mail order's off fucking <laughs> copping it from someone else. And then, all of a sudden, that's when you remember you're a Tigers fan. Yeah, and look, the, the way the question, I, I feel like it was deceptive, you know, like with saying Brownie fans, if you said if you said Knights fans, I'd say without question they're the most cooked <laughs> because they fucking, they, they ran hard all season yeah, but thinking this, that they had something going. Then I'd, I'd still, they're not the most cooked because this is their first rodeo at not being shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but yet they are still shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so no, that's just still, still the old radio. They haven't made it into the new radio yet. No, At the middle of the season, they had hopes that they had moved to the big show. Okay. So again, let, let's, let's put this another way. Who's more cooked? Right. 
Ozzy Osbourne mm-hmm. or the fucking the child actor that, or you know, uh, Lindsay Lohan. They're both fucking train wrecks. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Ozzy's just had fucking continual goodness yeah. <laughs> to a stage. The fucking teen train wreck. Yep. Got money and all of a sudden was this, 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 and yep. this, and flashed a vag a bit. But she's not Ozzy. Yeah. So yeah, Tigers right. fans are still the most cool. Uh, Lind asks uh, T Rex game breaker question mark dinosaur emoji game fucking winner. Haven't you oh, been listening? Go hunt for some fucking clickbait, Lynn. Jonesy, I want a full hour on shitty NRL memes. Can you scour this page for content? <laughs> My boy Jonesy is fucking not a fan of, uh, of, of, of the dumb shit posting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, uh, you, you co-manly fucking fan Lynn. Yeah. All she's looking for is just like she just wants pictures of fucking NRL cock. Did you see? Did you see her try, trying to get in there? Like you know, where's the where's the Mad Monday? Yeah, that's you know, what I'm so, saying. I'd say she's fucking wearing a wire, which is coded. No, <laughs> it's not that. She's just like fucking. I I just she's been bored. I need I need shaft. I just need pictures <laughs> of fucking bare shaft. <laughs> and I'm I'm that. Fucking decrepit, I don't know how to type shaft into Google and not come up with pictures of Samuel L. Jackson. So I need it from fucking rugby league players on that Monday. Um, Tim, some proposed rule changes you two want to see for 2020. Example, 4020 rule applies a whole length of field. So, uh, okay. No. In the field of play. No. Scrap the seven tackle set if kicked within the attacking third. Yeah, I'm good for that. I'm good with that. Yes. And, uh, uh, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, yeah. The, the attacking third, maybe. Like, let's say, let's say the twenty. Yeah, twenty's fine. Yeah, yep. but but on principle, I agree with that. Yeah, correct. Uh, scrap golden point for two five minute halves of extra time, or have extra time, or right of reply, or something like that. Like you know the way the NFL does it. So if uh, if yeah in, in extra time, if, why do you, why do you need two five minute periods then? Yeah, that's what I mean. I think I think rather changing it for like a right of reply, I think is better. So well, if I mean let's say you did it the exact same. If you did it the way that the NFL does it, that would instantly probably make it better gameplay anyway. Yeah. Because the way that they do it is that the um if a team if a team scores a, like yeah, let's put it in rugby league terms, if a team scores a try, then that's it. They've won. Uh-huh. So a goal try. However, if a team scores a field goal, and, and let's say, in, let's say in the context of of this game as well, like uh, say a penalty goal, yep. Then the other team has, you know, the right, you know, the chance to, you know, till uh, I don't know. What if, is it? One set. Or- well, it, see, you know, obviously one one set in in gridiron is a lot different to yeah, one set it. for us. I mean, so it would have to be maybe you've got I don't know till the end of the half or something. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it would be, but I think like a golden try situation though. Yeah. Would be would be great, and uh, maybe otherwise Honestly, leave it as extra time. How, how many games go to golden point? I'm fine with golden point during regular season. Yeah, and then in finals games, extra time. Yeah, extra time until you get a result. That's it. Not even any half. Just fuck it. Just play. Get tired, cunts. Just yeah. <laughs> just keep just battling. Um, I I really don't think there need to be too many rule changes. No, I'd, I'm I'm fair. I'm pretty happy I with it. somewhere that they're looking at that seven tackle thing. Though I'm, I'd be happy to see see that because yep. it does it does kind of. The grubber into the in goal, and you don't see that sort of. And the reason that rule was brought in was almost on the back of one specific game where Billy Slater was nullified by constant, constantly kicking the ball dead. I can't remember who the fuck they were playing in that game. What about marking in goal? 
Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm all for it. I'd like there was a, I think it was in the Canterbury game, uh, whereas Ockenborn had that like genuine fucking contest in the air with Corey Oates. Yeah. You don't see many of those anymore. And, no. and that's a mix between, there's obviously that thing about being taken in the air yep. and you want player safety is yep. obviously very important. Um, but yeah, there, there don't seem to be too many genuine contests in the air anymore. Um, the only thing I would change, and I'll fucking harp on about this anytime given the opportunity, is that the bunker reviews the entire game. The bunker can rule on everything. Yep. So this thing of, well, they can't rule on forward passes, but they can rule on if a ball goes forward after touching a hand. Yeah. Well, fucking really? The other you know, thing the biggest is- fucking rule change would be? What? No forward passes. None of this bullshit about fucking hands and, and whatever, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you can, I mean, you can tell when it passes, it been, you know, has been passed backwards, but, you know, the team, the line's running forward. Yep. There's a massive fucking difference to that and to when the ball yeah. is a forward pass. Yep. I mean, sure. anyone can fucking see it. For some reason, they don't want to rule on it for, you know, I don't, I don't fucking know. And the stupid know. things is the ones that they let go yeah. are not the ones where the person is running at full tilt yep. and releases it. Yep. Um, and we've spoken about that before. It's not fucking hard. It is so piss easy to put an accelerometer into the ball. Yep. And all you need is positioning devices at certain locations around the field and all it does is track the ball's position in real time. Yeah. But they need the bunker to be able to review the entire fucking game, to rule on everything, and change the fucking culture of referees so that it is absolutely fine... And the bunker can go, yeah, no, nah, we need to change that. Yeah. The amount of times that I'm sitting there and I see something happen, I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, I don't know what that's for. Turn the volume up. Yep. And the referees say, yeah, that's the way we've seen it. Yeah. Well, fucking hang on. There's other people up there that can see it. They always they always yeah. say that, though, so I, I would- I think that's just that's the line that the coach yeah, to retort to. That's what know. I'm saying. Or, yeah. Well, that that's how we've ruled. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine if that's how you've ruled, but change the entire fucking culture of refereeing. So it's okay yeah. that if that's how you've ruled, it's okay to make mistakes. Yep. That's why you've got this fucking technology up there. Yep. That's that's the only change I'd make. Yep. Okay, Chris said, uh, oh, sorry, no, we'll go, we'll go with LV. With Adam O'Brien coming to the Knights next year, do you see us actually earning credit next year or will we just be demanding it undeservedly? Look, I, I I see the fan base demanding it undeservingly, um, you know, what demanding it whether they deserve it or not. Uh-huh. But rest assured that if you do deserve it, you'll be given it. Correct. You were given every single bit of credit that you that you deserve this season, and I, I'm pleased that you've you've all actually come to see that uh, we were right in the end. Yes. Uh, Chris said, "Are the West Tigers the barometer of the NRL? If they have a strong year, the comp's strong. If they have a shit year, the comp's weak. Are they destined to finish ninth no matter how many games they win? Yes. They're not a fucking barometer of anything except mediocrity. Yeah. They're a fucking metronome at best." <laughs> Um, where are we now? We've talked about the Hudson Young thing already, so we'll go through there. And, um, Mitch says, meaningless field goal power rankings, go. 
Well, I, I can't, I, I can't think of specific instances. So I think yeah. that the the best way to address it is, uh, and we've probably <coughs> spoken about this before, but like put them into tiers. So if you're X amount of points up and you get a field goal, then obviously that's the like if you're like 19 yeah. points up or something like that, then if you're 18 points up and get a field goal, probably probably fucking meaningless. Obviously, golden point, golden point, or final five minute, you know, yeah. winner sort of things. That's it. They're second best. The best tier of field goals is the disrespectful field goal, not the meaningless field goal. Field goals with disrespect are the fucking best. The worst ones, the the very worst field goals are the ones up by 18 points plus. They're second worst. The worst are like your Greg Inglis fucking field goals and Terry Lamb like kicking a field goal when you're down by two. That's the other end of disrespectful though. No, that's not disrespectful. I'm just talking about about field goal power rankings in general. Yeah. Uh, disrespectful. I mean, what what degrees are there? I mean, it's disrespectful. Like that gallon was disrespectful as fuck. Yeah, I don't think a field goal up by eighteen. But I think that was disrespectful because of the like. Okay, let's say that the Sharks couldn't make the finals. Yep, and their opposition couldn't make the finals. That wouldn't have been nearly as disrespectful. They could have been up by fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah? The fact that they were playing for a final spot. Yeah. And the fact that it was. Cockhead Farrah's last game. Right. That's what made that just an ultimate fucking dick slap. Yeah. This. Robert um, is Robert said uh, top receptacle apps for the recently single. Oh. Uh, <laughs> kink. <laughs> yeah. So kink. Duh. Kink. Duh. Yeah, they've all got duh or an er. Yeah. Um. Mate, just fucking get on your Tinder. Lie about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Never take them back to your place, <laughs> and you'll be balls deep before they realise what you've lied about. <laughs> exactly. I had told one girl that my job was a cigarette uh, lighter safety tester. Okay. So you know, on those cigarette lighters, they've well, like a zipper or no, 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 the ones you just buy at the shop. Yeah. Okay. They've got that safety ring. Yeah. So it's childproof. Yep. Yep. So my job is to stand at the end of a conveyor belt and there's a kid next to me and as they come through, the kid has to pick him up and try and light him. <laughs> and if the kid can light it, I have to take it away from the kid and throw it out. <laughs> what was the outcome of that story? Banged up. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking God. Yeah, so. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. I remember me and my mate used to like in, you know, in a traditional way of you know like night clubbing <laughs> back in the day. We used to we used to tell um tell tell girls that we were um we we worked as uh, as as abalone divers in South Australia, off the coast of South Australia, <laughs> and and regale on this this harrowing tale of our friend that got fucking taken by a shark right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and so we'd be we'd be filling in the blanks and backing up each other's story. Fucking worked like a, it was it was amazing. Yeah, every time. Yeah. Elvi uh, again said, "What happened to Kale and Ponga? Bad thick shake." Look, I'm going to tell you this. This this is the real talk about Kale and Ponga. Okay, and this and you may not be prepared to hear it, but this is what it is. Nothing happened to Kale and Ponga. Kale and Ponga now today is exactly the same as he was at the start of the season. His quality is a construct invented by the media and Newcastle Knights fans. Yeah. The actual reality of it is it is fucking myth. And guess what? He's proven to be a myth. And what you need to do is 
Yeah. Eat the fucking whatever the, the whatever the good pill is that fucking Morpheus is offering you and eat that pill. Get out of the fucking matrix where he's actually a good player because he ain't. It's all about fucking he- fucking in a cave and dancing to having a fucking massive a massive fucking you know, tribal ra- <laughs> rave orgy out in a cave while we're dodging electric squids, motherfucker. All right. The end. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the, the great players of the past that came up. No matter how good they ended up, yep. they came into the game and had to earn their first grade spot. Yep, you know, They had to get in there and and really earn the respect of their peers and things like that. Pong is in this situation where he said, and, and it's almost that, that sort of Canberra bubble effect that they had yeah. for all those years where they had all those players who were good, great players at Canberra. Yep. yep. And we're just off the fucking rails. So, Kalen Pong has never known a world where he's not a superstar. Yep. And it's not that he thinks that way about himself per se. Can you imagine if he actually stayed at the Cowboys and had to sit underneath, you know, your, your Thurston's and stuff like that? He'd be a thousand times better for it, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he's had nothing but the media yep. talking about how great he is yep. and how he's done this and how he's done that and how he's done this. And I saw a fucking tweet from- it wouldn't be the NRL because they blocked me. Um, might have been Fox. Okay. It was during the Penrith game. Yeah. Where they've tweeted, here's some Ponga magic. And it was where he's put a little short kick into the in goal. Yeah. That was cleaned up very easily by Dylan Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it must be a fucking thing that the yeah. more Ponga content that's put out, the, the more people click on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the kid needs to fucking earn his stripes. Look, at the end of the day, he's got, he's got like, you know, that sort of Billy Slater or fucking Greg Ingles. Like, he's got that level of potential talent, you know, in him. But at the moment, man, he's got like that, he's got like a fucking Chris Sandow brain in there, you know, like. Yeah. yeah and there, and there, there's, the fucking game has been, is littered with the wreckage of players that had all the talent in the world, but they didn't have the temperament to dig deep when they had to and all that kind of thing. And at the moment, he's displaying that kind of, you know, deficiency to his game. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, Matt says, will Darius Boyd reinvent himself in the halves like Marshall has done next season? He's been there half the fucking year and hasn't yet. So I don't know how much longer you want to wait. I guess you've got two more years when you, which he could do it. But uh, yeah, I say no. Uh, Michael Landry says, uh, is his best off in the ground even that bad? No. And Cruzy. Where are the new caps? Yeah, they're coming. I, I, pro- I promise you. I said that they'd be out around finals time, and so they will be. We just, I finally cleared a lot of stuff off my plate, and uh, starting to feel the the weight on the shoulders is uh, is is getting is a lot lighter than it has been this year. So uh, I'm feeling like you know that sort of thing is going to come through now, especially that we've locked in all the various things that we need to do for the grand final weekend as well. As of like yes. this afternoon, like the the members' location uh, has been locked in. The you know we've booked the usual place for grand final day and paid for that, and you know our accommodation, flight, all that sort of shit. So that that's all uh, out of the road. So feeling a lot better. That's it. Full time for episode 335. Thanks for listening. As always, Twitter, TWI League, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash this week in league, the group slash groups forward slash Twill Nation on Facebook. <coughs> um, make sure you, you know, share our shit around, like our posts, retweet our stuff. Give us a hand for God's sake. We fucking need it. Um, 
Get out of Apple Podcasts, search for This Week in League, clicking there, choose a rating, leave a review. No new reviews this week. Let me see if there's any interesting places where we're charting. Brazil. Uh, fuck yeah. Japan, New Zealand. Uh, and Who's listening in Brazil? You have to fucking hit us up because I've got no idea, but I just know that we were, we were in the, in the, the charts for, in Brazil for sports. So, uh, Thailand, the last episode. Ain't for, oh, no, sorry, not the last one, the one before. Ain't freeze. Uh, it was a uh, ranking in Thailand, so maybe maybe it's a couple of Jeffreys looking for some salve for a soothing balm, <laughs> or just like a just or just another trick. I mean, because let's face it, I mean, ping pong balls is almost like it's like a meme. It's been no, it's like well, <laughs> you know the the Jeffreys probably have you know ain burn. <laughs> just looking for something to soothe. <laughs> Tipping, as we finish the regular season, Tuzi maintains his two-point lead on top. Um, two points ahead of PT Tiger Man. Then we go back another one to Conan, the Eel, Voodoo Rock. And another one back to Matt F and the Yellow Bond. Then we got uh, a massive log jam on uh, 125 with Robbo, Lachlan on a blood buzz, Wobby Farrah, myself, and probably about another five of them. So I'd say Tuzi's almost almost got it wrapped up, You know, unless there's some upsets. But uh, we'll be fighting out for the minor placings. Supercoach, as reported last week, Sam Seals uh, got over the top of an imploding notorious PODs, and he's taken it out first place. Um, PODs finished second, and uh, Sam finished thirty seventh overall, which is a fucking top effort. Um, the rest of the chart goes: Arkham's inmates, Eels, uh, Billy's bankers, Dugs dogs, Big Papa Power, Ivan's lost sons, the big puppies, and can't deal Eels rounding out the top ten. All those guys were in the top two and a half, three thousand of the competition overall. So good job, fellas and our ladies, and uh, congratulations, Sam, on winning the group. Well done. Do you have anything else to to add this no. week? Neither do I. Um, so that's it. You don't have anywhere to go after this? No. Let me tell no. you, furiously teeing up. No. <laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> Ghost and stepdad. <laughs> no. That's it. Thanks for listening. Any of our incognito, uh, or incognito, sorry, <laughs> law enforcement listeners. Yes. Feel free to raid your evidence lockers. Come to the meetup. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even have to be labelled. <laughs> got plenty of got plenty of fucking dumpsters or there'll be human testers, I'm sure. I mean, namely namely myself. <laughs> Stepdad. <laughs> oh. Yes, it's one weekend off and Yep. Gonna it's gonna be a big weekend. Till I can't patron no more. Yep. I'll tell you get down to Sydney and first thing I'm gonna buy a bottle of Mr. Black again. <laughs> and then, Although this year with the with the, the members meet up will be at seven PM on the Saturday night and like we don't fly until like after sort of like five, five thirty, I think. Yeah. So we have to pretty much dump our shit, turn around and head straight in. But uh yeah. the, the thing is that enough of the fucking members know each other. But we can go to the we can go to the thing, we can go to the airport if we are catching a flight at like four or whatever or four thirty, whatever yeah. it is. We just let's go to the airport at fucking three. <laughs> Get half tanked though, because we we got the lounge. Yeah, yeah we, got we got the, the lounge, lounge, so we get fucking. So we we'll get tanked before we can go down there. Awesome, Fuck done. Yeah. Pre drinks for us. <laughs> See you next week. See ya.